Hi friends, and welcome to the Relove and Rise podcast. I am your host, Amanda Gazzola, former busy bee chasing her dreams to an energizing self-love advocate. I want the kind of life that has fun, ease, joy, and flow, which is why each week I will bring you an episode that will help you move forward to building the life that you want so that you can elevate and soar. So get ready with me and join me as we take one step forward in that direction today. From a young age, Jade learned through experience that the only way to live the life you want was to take action and make the changes necessary. There were plenty of hurdles along the way. However, she thanks each obstacle for making her the woman she is today. Her, her mission is to help women live their fullest life with the help of fitness and nutrition. However, the first step is to teaching women to love their body and love themselves before the weight loss. This is something that I never did. And this is something that I see the true potential in. And today we talk about adaptability and the mindset and how to work through the process and each phase that you go through when it comes to figuring out ways to love yourself and truly come from within, not just any fad type of thing that we see out there these days. This is going to be a special conversation today, which I'm so excited for you to listen to. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Relove and Rise show. This is your host here, Amanda Gazzola. I am with the beautiful Jade Martin today, who is a wellness coach. We're going to be talking about adaptability and the female mind-body connection that we have, especially because both of us right now are in a new stage for us of fitness professionals. We're both pregnant. So being adaptable to that, the pandemic and everything that's going on, we definitely want to get to the nitty gritty and what it means and how you can start figuring out your adaptability and how to feel good and comforting in the skin in the skin you're in so thank you so much jade for being here today welcome thank you so much for having me amanda i really i really appreciate this so much i'm so excited to chat with you Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to chat with you too. And I, both of us, we know each other from, um, uh, we were in the same, oh my goodness, brain farts. This is what happens when you're <laughs> pregnant too, brain farts, but we're in the both, uh, we're in the same coaching program. We met each other about almost like a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago now, eh? Yeah, about two years, I'd say two years. Yeah. And so much has changed since that coaching program that we're in. We've had to really take our businesses and revamp them into a whole different spectrum from what we first did there in 2019. Yeah, exactly. I think both of us, like, you know, business and life wise, we're both kind of like, okay, let's meet each other in a certain aspect. And then a year and a half later, we're both shifted into an entirely new spectrum. So I'm, I'm really grateful that you have me on today so that we can chat about that. And because I just feel like, you and I resonate so much with each other in, in being in the exact same, not the exact same, but very similar situation on that. So yeah. definitely, definitely. So Jade, let's talk about you and who you are. It's a little bit more about, you know, you know, what, how you became a fitness professional, you know, what your journey has taught you because today is a talking about adaptability. So learning through experiences is how we're going to go about this today. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I guess diving right into fitness was not something I had intended. I was actually going to school for architecture um, when I decided I need money to pay for this degree. So I got a job at a local gym um, and I was just working the front desk, but seeing everyone come in and seeing their results and seeing their changes and their smiling faces. And I knew everyone by name. 
I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I'll never forget the day that I sat my father down on his porch and I said, dad, I'm leaving school and I'm going to be a personal trainer. And he was like, um, what? <laughs> like, you know, it was, it, it was just something that I knew was right for me. I knew it fit. Um, and so I did, I left school in my, in my second year of architecture school and, and dove right into a personal training course. And honestly, at the gym I was working at, I was working at a big box gym. I lasted about a month because I just knew that it wasn't right. It wasn't right. I needed to be on my own. I needed to be spreading my wings. You know, I couldn't be locked down in, in a gym sort of setting. I just needed to kind of go out and, and do my own thing. So at the age of 19, I actually opened up my first, my first gym, like my own gym. So that was pretty cool. My dad, after that happened, my dad wasn't so upset. <laughs> For sure. Especially going from one end of the spectrum of being architecture to personal trainer, just like, yeah. you know, I, I didn't expect that. Like what changed? And I guess like over time, it's like seeing, especially how serious you're coming about opening up a gym. It's just like, okay, yeah. this girl definitely is uh, paving her path for sure. Yeah. You know, what I learned about myself in, while I was in school um, to be an architect was that I, I absolutely loved learning. Um, and I thought I wanted to be an architect because I liked the way that homes looked and I really loved to draw. So in my mind, I was like, I'll be a great architect. Um, but, but I realized very quickly, you know, sitting in classes that, that I wasn't there. I like, I was done drawing pictures of doors and I was done, um, drawing pictures of windows. I just, I needed to spread my wings and I needed to branch off and I needed to be around people. Um, and especially needed to be around that growth, you know, and as a fitness professional yourself, the the fitness community and the wellness community is so open is so nurturing is so giving um so so needing to be around that community really allowed the transition to be very easy oh no doubt yeah. technically you're still an architect you're an architect of people's yeah. lives your life <laughs> and you're paving your own path and you're like figuring it out they like you're still blueprinting everything so i mean it comes in different forms right <laughs> absolutely i love that yes <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And I really appreciate you kind of just giving an idea of who you are a little bit of background because um, like I said today, your superpower when I asked you on the questionnaire is adaptability. Why do you say that? Like what, what, what has come to you that you've known that like, wow, this has become a power and it's not a weakness. So, so that took me a little bit to learn for sure. You know, and I think that. Um, a lot of us get stuck and we get sucked into a victim frame of mind. Um, and you know, things happen to everybody, bad things happen to everybody, good things happen to everybody. And if we succumb to it and succumb to the victim mind frame, um, then it makes growth really hard. And to be completely honest with you, the only consistency we have in life is change. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds like a, what's the word oxymoron? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm very pregnant and I don't know how to speak. So <laughs> um, I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but if we're not consistently open to change and consistently open to growing our bodies, our minds, our spirits, then we will become stuck. And so much of this world, so much um, around us, so many humans around us, um, and even I'm sure others that are listening to this recording right now, this podcast, 
you know, you feel stuck. You feel stuck in your job. You feel stuck in your life and in work and in relationships and in social media and, and all of these um, distractions that we have around us. So I think that if you are open to change all the time, then that stuckness is, is, is so much less to happen. You know what I mean? Like I've had to adapt my personal life in many ways, starting at a very young age. And I've also had to adapt my business life. Um, so, I mean, personally, you know, my, I think my adaptability probably started when I was a kid. Um, I was in the third grade when my parents separated and, and that's, you know, that's tough. That's tough as a, as a young kid having to move and choose new yeah. friend groups. Um, and ultimately, even by the end of it, by age, oh gosh, I'm not sure, 12, 13, something like that, kind of choosing which parent I wanted to live with. You know, so that's, that's huge. That's yeah. huge in a young kid's life. Um, so I had to learn how to change really, really quick um, and, and, and adapt to new rules, new, new parenting styles. Um, and, and ultimately, <laughs> we don't make great choices sometimes. Um, I had to learn how to adapt again um, when I was in the seventh, no, no, no. I was in the ninth grade and, um, I was in a super abusive relationship in grade nine. Like it's ridiculous. And, uh, I had to be able to think on my feet really fast. My, my partner at the time, I told him I didn't want to be with him in the ninth grade and he tried to set me on fire. Oh my goodness. So, yeah. So I know this is kind of getting off track, but I'm just kind of like thinking of the things that really come to mind in terms of how do you adapt? How do you learn how to get out of situations that you don't want to be in or you don't think are right for you? Right. Totally. Um, and it can totally take you into different places of like, you know, how did I get myself in this position and start asking yourself, like, you know, what is wrong with me? And it can go into so many spirals of that. So good for you to like get yourself out of something like that. And it's not easy. I don't know uh, what I would have done. Yeah. And you know, I, I thank, I thank God that I have great parents. I really do. Um, and of course, as, as parents, they, they tell you, you need to do this. You need to do that. You should do this. You should do that. But, but my parents were like, in terms of giving you life advice, you know, um, like when I was in the ninth grade addicted to drugs and in an abusive relationship, my parents were and also eating disorders like you know all of those toxic things that just come with one another it's like it's like they come as a as a group package or something <laughs> <laughs> but i uh i had parents that showed me their support in a different way they showed me that they would support me if i made the right decision you know not if i took their advice yeah, it was so it, I had I have really great parents, really, really great parents. And they taught me that the only way to get anything done is if I do it myself. And if I choose to live a certain way, then I choose to live a certain way, you know, and I have to be the one to deal with those ramifications. Um, so I think my adaptability really comes from from that teaching, you know, and as much as it's tough love sometimes and as much as it really sucks sometimes because I was put through terrible situations in terms of, you know, being uh, into drugs and like be, having a drug addiction at a very young age and binging and purging in my spare time and, and in a relationship with, with an abusive person. Um, I had to go through that and I had to let them go through that 
in order to come out on the other end and, and tell myself that was really stupid. Like that was a really dumb idea. Um, but I'm glad that I went through it, you know, to, to be in the 10th grade, then saying I did that. I'm okay that I did that. It was dumb. I'm glad I'm not in it anymore. Um, but, but I made it here we go. Right. And then that sense of pride that you get from, from actually making those decisions yourself is there's nothing like it. And that adds to that adaptability level, like that lesson that we have to keep teaching ourselves over and over and over is the adaptability. Because like I said earlier, like the only consistency in this life is that it will always change. So if we're not changing with it, then what are we doing? Right. 100%. I love it. I love the way that you're describing adaptability, sharing your experiences, because again, like, you know, a lot of it stems from a lot of the stuff that we go through stems from when we were younger and we don't really connect the dots, um, at that time, like it's, we're so in the weeds of it all. So, um, that, uh, that change in the decisions is what makes us, makes it more empowering to, you know, figure out what you need to get to the other side, but you have to trudge through the weeds and like, kind of figure out, is this working for me? No. Okay. Try something else. This is working for me. No. Until that yes starts happening. And you start like connecting with like, Oh, I really am seeing a difference. Like I want to continue this. Like, but the thing is, you don't really know that's happening. And, but at the time you just are doing it from that feeling of feeling good or feeling bad because that's what you can connect with at that time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. So how, and again, the three experiences, but like, how do you show yourself, um, that you're adaptable? How, like how, what are ways to show yourself so that like, cause some people might like think that they're adaptable, but when come given the circumstances, something might come up or like, okay, I'm not really ready for that. So, and then they might not think they're as adaptable as they thought. So what are some like, like for yourself through your experiences, how did you show yourself that you were adaptable? Um, so I think, I mean, I mean, I just showed myself I was adaptable. Now I, now I don't even really recognize it anymore. I just kind of go with the flow, but muscles um, like that you've taken on there. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, my brain has just kind of developed a habit, but I think the really interesting thing that I've learned over time is that anytime, uh, um, an obstacle presents itself, I, or, um, yeah, like an obstacle, like an obstacle presents itself. I kind of put myself in what I call like a survivor mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, so what that is, is for example, um, this past March when COVID happened, um, my business, I had a brick and mortar gym. Like I said, I opened it when I was 19 years old and it evolved and my, I had a bit brought on a business partner and all that. And so by March, um, we had been open for 10 years and, the brick and mortar business once COVID-19 hit was pretty much no longer, you know, the government told us you have to close your doors. Uh, and, and I think what a lot of people don't realize is that when the government tells you you have to close your doors, it doesn't just mean that the bills stop as well, you know? So we, myself, and my business partner had to put our mind frames in the survivor mindset, which means we had to think we had to literally pretend like our business didn't exist. So we had to say, okay, what do I do now? If my business doesn't exist, I don't have a job. I have no income. I have to support my family. I have to feed myself. I have two beautiful dogs, a partner, a stepdaughter. Um, Like, what do I do? Right? So I think that inadvertently, anytime I get into a situation, 
of, of needing to be adaptable, I go to that place. I go to that place and say, okay, this is how I want my life to be, A, B, C, and D, but this is how my life is now. A, B, C don't exist. What do I need to do to get there? And, and I think that's the same for even when I was a kid, right? Um, in, in a terrible situation, you know, I didn't want to live my life in abusive relationship anymore. I didn't want to live my life um, doing drugs. Like that was, a, that was a teenage phase. I knew that that wasn't something I wanted to spend the rest of my life doing. I wanted to go to school. I wanted to have a great friend group that was supportive. I wanted to have all of these things. But if my actions weren't supporting that, then those things may as well not exist. You know, if you don't have actions that support the lifestyle that you want, then it's not going to happen. Plain and simple is what it is. It's not going to happen. So I think putting yourself in that survivor mindset to say, okay, I either do this or everything I know is gone, or I stay the same, or I get stuck. You have to put yourself in that and, and really be able to um, train your brain to be okay with, with thinking outside of the box, you know, thinking, thinking big. Do you consider that Oh, um, adaptability is kind of like, you know, becoming more aware, like there's like, you know, a fine line where some of it runs parallel because like, as like you're adapting, you're becoming more aware of like, okay, is this really what I want? Or is this like, you know, is this like panic mode? Is this, you know, how am I feeling? Like there's comes like a lot of stuff that starts coming up when you're trying to figure out what your adaptability is. And if you're willing, and again, this is where like, there's a little bit of contradictory because it's like, am I like, is adaptability comfort, a comfortable state or like where the growth happens is in the uncomfortable state. So those, mm. all those fine lines, like, you know, we tend to go through when you're trying to adapt to something, but you're still not sure if this is exactly, you know, something that you want to adapt to, or if it's fear or if it's growth or if it's like comfortable or if it's uncomfortable, like you're, there's a lot going on. So does that, that like happened obviously for your business? Like for instance, you know, where you had to go through all that. So how do you, you kind of quiet the voices, I guess, is what I'm trying to say in that where you're like, okay, just relax. Like everything's going to be okay. I'm still here breathing. So what, how did you get yourself through that? Because that will obviously happen if you're trying to adapt. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think that's a huge point. I think that's really brilliant actually that you just mentioned that because, um, you know, when I talk about adaptability, even just in those stories, it's like, go, 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 do, 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 do that. Like that warning signal is always going that, that, that like, you know, survivor signal is always going. So, um, I, I think that adaptability has to happen as well in order to like, you have to trust yourself in order to know, like, is the adaptability happening? Um, and do I need to use this survivor brain or do I need to just kind of use my mindful brain and like be comfortable for a moment? You know, I think that comes with every instance and it's okay to be adapting to a huge change in your life and, and not going crazy and not um, have the signals going off in your head of like, oh my gosh, do, 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 take action now, 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 and be comfortable. Like, I think that's okay too you know, like in order in adapting to pregnancy, for example, mm. there's a lot of times when you want to be super comfortable and, and not have to be go, go, go all the time. You have to adapt. If, if you want to be more calm, if you want to kind of take more time for yourself. Um, again, it's just looking at what you, what you want your life to look like and acting on that. And sometimes it is taking a step back too. 
you know, thinking about what you need to let go of, not what you need to start adding. I, I love that. And I believe that you're on the money with that part. So with that said, like, um, I wanted to go to the next part where it's just like, you know, chatting about the female body and the mind connection. Cause you brought up about like, uh, you know, what we're going through currently is our pregnancy and adapting to a whole new lifestyle, you know, because pregnancy, it's not like you can keep doing the same thing pre-pregnancy where you're, we're go, go, go. We're hustling. We're running. We're going to the gym. Like there's a different energy that's happening, which is tapping into, you know, we can't do the things that we used to. We don't have the energy. Our bodies are changing. We can't do our exercises like we used to. So it's like that, you know, that quieting, that noise of like, you know, like for me, it's like, Amanda, okay, you know what? It's okay to slow down today. You know, like it's okay to have that nap. It's okay to take that rest. It's okay that you can't move like you used to, or you're walking more like a penguin right now. Like, (laughs) and these are just things that I'm finding, like where I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, and I'm, again, it's like dancing with that adaptability a little bit. So, and I guess pre after pregnancy, it's going to be the same. Like we're not going to be the same person that we used to be. We're going to just take pieces away from her and who we want to be in this new body of ours. So that's a whole different endeavor. So um, with like the female body and the mind connection and, you know, the fact that we need to learn to love ourselves through this, like what, how do you, how do you figure out that new, that new muscle? Uh, great question. Huge question. And I think that's something that a lot of us, I, I'm a female, so I'm going to speak for females, um, that we deal with is like, how do we love ourselves today? Um, and how do we love ourselves tomorrow? How do we love our past self? How do we love our future self? And how do we gain confidence in where our bodies and our minds are right now? And I think um, just a little background, I defined myself as a, as a weight loss coach for the longest period of time, right? But I would always have clients and I'm sure, you know, yourself included and maybe other people that are watching this, um, you lose weight and then a month later you gain it back and then you lose some, you gain 10 pounds, you lose five pounds, you gain 10 pounds, you lose five pounds. It's just that constant roller coaster. And the piece that was missing was loving yourself before the weight loss, mm-hmm. you know, loving yourself before the fitness endeavor, loving yourself in your present state. So So that took me a long time to to learn as well. But again, through adaptability and through understanding that every chapter in our life, our our, our self goes with us. You know, we're not leaving ourself anywhere. So we have to either A, um, start loving who we are or B, which is not the best thing is change yourself really quickly. And I mean, if you haven't loved yourself who you are and you change yourself, you're still not going to love that person either. So there's really only one option. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I think that as our bodies are changing and as our minds are changing, learning to love ourselves is is tough. It's really tough, especially being pregnant. You know, you go from being um, an athlete and you're still an athlete while you're pregnant, but, you know, having abs and you know being able to eat what you want when you want and on a regimen and everything like that to to all of a sudden having this change and your body's growing and you have no control of it um you have to be able to adapt to that and you have to be able to love yourself i think what is happening in my mind and in my opinion is that society tells us as females the wrong way to go about things you know if you google um how do i gain confidence just for an example or how do i love my body if you Google, how do I love my body? I can guarantee, I don't know this, but I can, I can almost guarantee if you look it up, I'm going to look it up afterwards. Um, it'll tell you 
to pick out a part of your body that you love and and focus on that right and ignore the rest are you looking it up yeah <laughs> okay i want to see because society it's it's been ingrained in our brain to ignore the things we don't like now why would you ignore the things you don't like when it's coming with you anyways it's always going to be there <laughs> so you know for my mind i'm like why would you just keep ignoring those things is, is it does that what it says is that's like one of the top three for sure. <laughs> Think of your body as a vehicle to your dreams, honor it, respect it, create a list of all the things you let your body lets you do, read it and add it to what often and become aware of what your body can do each day. So you're along the same lines of what you, what it just said. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really sorry, Google, but like, I don't agree with you because I feel that instead of ignoring the things we don't like about our body, pick out the things we don't like. And, and remember the story behind that thing. For example, if you have a stretch mark, right? We're going through pregnancy right now. We're probably going to get stretch marks. I was petrified to get a dang stretch mark. I'm like, give me the stretch mark creams. Where's the oils? Put me into the section where all the stretch mark creams are. Like, let me have it. And now I'm like, Jade, you tried so hard to get pregnant. If you get a stretch mark, you love that friggin' thing so much because that's your story. That's your journey. You know, maybe you have a, a scar on your knee, maybe you have a scar on your face and you, you all of a sudden hate it, right? Like, no, I'm sorry. Don't ignore I, that. It's coming with you, right? Wherever you go. So start to look at that and, and think about the story that comes along with it. My partner now, he's like, I'm like, babe, I got a stretch mark. He's like, I'm so proud of you. Good oh job. My God. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. You know? So I think that that's the important part is don't ignore anything about your body. Nothing, you know? find a story and find beauty in everything saggy skin who cares it's coming with you wherever you go and once you learn to love those things um then they're not as heavy on you right like you know when we have a lack of confidence and we have these things about ourselves that just we don't like it's it's like we're carrying around dead weight we're putting on an outfit and we're going out in public and we're thinking oh my god who's gonna see me oh my god i look terrible and all of a sudden now you see your friend out at the store and they're thinking the exact same thing about yourself and and you forgot about the beautiful conversation that you had right so it's it's just this heaviness that we carry with us so once we learn to love everything about us the good the bad the ugly the beautiful everything um then we just walk with some lightness and some more confidence it just makes life a lot easier and who doesn't want to have an easier life <laughs> like i do <laughs> 100%. I totally resonate with what you just said. I actually have never thought of it like you said either. Even though as you say it it feels so obvious and sounds so obvious, it's just one of those like aha moments like for instance like the stretch mark, you know, here I am definitely rubbing like that oil and I know some of it's genetics and all that kind of stuff, but um I never thought like of it thinking like, and I didn't know that you had a journey either trying so long to get pregnant, same here. And it's just like, that would be like, you know, a great, like, it's a good memory to have, like, you know, like that you freaking did this, you know, you had a baby, this is your stretch mark. This is your proof, like for the rest of your life of how hard you worked for this infant that, you know, grew in your belly and stuff like that. And I had tears as you said it, cause it was just like oh. one of those, like, wow, like 
that's like, why do I look at it? Like, you know, it's a horrible thing. And it's like a body shaming myself for, for, and for what, you know, something I worked really freaking hard for. So I really connected with what you just said there. I thought it was really beautifully put. It's the stories that we tell ourselves. And it, and that's what I think I said at the beginning, like everything that we, you know, that we kind of grow up with all these things that, you know, adaptability, a lot of this resonates from when we're younger and somehow the stories like haunt us and follow us as we grow and we change them. We kind of manipulate them to the scenario that we're in now, but there's still a piece that still connects with that, like that, that past of yourself. So um, thank you for saying that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, you know, I'm really glad that it did resonate with you because, you yeah. know, I'm sure even if you go ask your partner, like, you know, babe, what would you think if I got a stretch mark? Uh, I would oh, be man. so curious to see what his answer is because it is a thing of beauty, Amanda. It really is. And, and everything that your body is going through right now and everyone else who's watching, it doesn't matter if you're having a baby or not having a baby, you're going through a weight loss journey, you're going through a weight gain journey, like whatever your journey is in your present state right now, it is beautiful because it's part of you. You know, it's, it's, it's just another chapter. That's, <laughs> I don't even know what to say on that. I feel like I should end on that because like, <laughs> it's such a strong statement, but at the same time, like that's a great mindset that you have put, like that you've installed in yourself. And, um, it's through all the work that we do and, um, like how, what, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to say this question because like, you know, it's all about the work that I just said that like repeating myself, but at the same time, like, you know, there's an acceptance that you have, you have with yourself, you and a confidence that you have with yourself. And like, what have you, because I saw that you were also a competitor. I saw that you have been like in the the like eating disorder, um, whatever, or just, or disordered eating, um, state. Um, like, so there's a lot of love and hate that you've had growing up towards yourself and towards the, your body at what point now, like where you're, where you're at, where there's just this beautiful acceptance. Like, how did that, like, how did that all start connecting for yourself? Where you love yourself before love yourself now and love yourself currently. Like, you know, where did all, all that come into play? Cause it's a really great thing that you just said. And I just, I know some people are like, but how do you get there? And I know it's the work, but like, what did you do to get there for yourself? Because again, you've been through a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, um, it's very multifaceted. I, I think that I'll be completely honest with you. Like when I was doing competitions and when I was taking home trophies and when I was, you know, eating salad 17 times a day and, and, you know, had chiseled abs. Like I didn't really love that. I always found something wrong with myself and it, I, I didn't train my brain. Like my brain wasn't trained at that point. I was just working on the body muscle. Right. I was just like, okay, my coach tells me I got to go to the gym for three hours a day and I have to eat, you know, um, chicken and broccoli 12 times a day. <laughs> and I have to drink this smoothie and I have to pop these fat burning pills and everything will be great. And I'll walk across the stage. I'll take home first place and that'll be done. Right. And I'm like, I still hate myself. <laughs> like what? You know, we still look back on those photos and, and think, oh man, you know, the judges told me my legs were too big. So I guess I should just do more cardio next time. And we, um, it, you know, I shouldn't say we like that. That's just my experience with it, but I still didn't like who I was 
body wise, mind wise, I was like getting there, but like, I just, I didn't like my body, even though everyone was just like, oh my gosh, you're doing so amazing. And you're, I don't understand how you're working so hard and your body looks like that. And all of these things, the extrinsic noise, essentially, because at that time, that's what it was. It was just noise. I wasn't, it wasn't resonating with me. Um, I, I guess I think it's just, again, maybe that adaptability to, to learning that I don't really want to continue this pattern because I still don't love myself and I'm just busting my butt and, and I'm not really getting anywhere. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, I, I totally resonate with what you're saying. Totally did the competition thing. Um, and again, I think it's like one of those, like you're growing. Right. And so you're just like, you're figuring out ways like, wow, I have a mind my muscle connection to my body. If I tell my body what to do, it's going to do what it's going to do. And you start realizing that connection. But then that's like, it is about more of the aesthetics at that time, hundred percent And like, but at the same time, when I look back at my pictures, I remember the feelings that I felt as opposed to like being proud of the body that I had. I remember yeah. like not ever, not everything, everything just being so hard and not enough and trying so and like blah, blah, blah. But yeah. yeah. And then you think of like where you are, like, you know, oh man, I feel so much better. No, depending on how you're getting yourself out of that recovery part you're like oh this feels so good like look at the balance that I'm like figuring out and creating but like it's like it's not perfect by any stretch it's like some days are better than others but you're finding that like happy medium in between that of like you know the idealistic of what you think but what's more realistic you know for your life and for what you want and for how you want to you know what you want your life to look like yeah yeah absolutely you know what and I, there's really like I have nothing against competitions I have nothing Me either against training for that. Yeah. It's just like at the time when I did it and I'm sure likewise with yourself, like it was just the body muscle working, the brain muscle was not there. And, and I think to truly be successful, not just successful by taking home a trophy, like to truly be successful in, um, living that way, like an athlete and, and having that as your lifestyle, like you and I both know some really high level competitors that, um, are still doing amazing things with their life and love themselves and all of these things. So I think to get to that point, the brain muscle has to be into it as well. And for me at that point, it wasn't either. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are like that too, especially if they start at a younger age. Yes. Yeah. It's just not quite there. Um, and I shouldn't just judge it that way. Not it's any age really, but as long as if your brain is, um, into loving yourself and you're still doing competitions and you can genuinely say like, I love myself, no matter what size, shape, stretch mark, you know, gap between my thighs, whatever, then, then you will be successful. But if you can't say that, then it's really hard to put yourself in an, an incredibly athletic situation like that, where you're judged solely on your body. Like you don't even speak a single word. It's just judged solely on this is what she looks like. This is the, how her hair looks. This is how her makeup looks. This is how her tan was applicated. This is the color of her, her suit. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know the person at all, but this is what she looks like and how this is how I'm judging her first, second, third, fourth, last. Right. So, totally. yeah. So I guess like what we're just trying to say in the end with all of this is that like there's phases that we go through in order to become more adaptable, kind of like a training program, kind of like um, a nutrition program, like or whatever that you're starting, like there's always a phase. So like it's began the first phase, like, you know, just um, the first few weeks, like your body's getting used to the cardio, it's getting used to the strength training, like it's not going to be perfect. Again, you're trying to figure out where you're at and but you need to have something to follow. You need to to know where 
where you want to go, getting clear on like what would, what is going to make you happy, whether it be with your body, whether it be with your pregnancy, whether it be with your coach or like a nutrition program, like you're trying to figure all that out. And then in the four to 16 weeks, I'm just giving like random numbers right now, but like yeah. in that in that time frame, like that's where you, the, like most people say like experts, like that your body adapts and becomes more efficient with what you're feeling, what you're going through. Like you're journaling, you're auditing yourself, you're checking in. Like if you're putting in the work, like we have been talking about, like something's going to come out of it. The other side, getting over your drug addiction, getting over like, you know, that breakup, like, you know, the more you put effort, you put into how you want to feel and how you want to, what you want to see your life look like is that's what's where the magic's going to happen. But it's like, not just like, Oh, making a decision. And it's like, Oh, boom, going to go off with that. No, you need to like have, you know, that, that blueprint of what you want. Yeah. And I think that's key is having that blueprint. And also, you know, I'm a big advocate on hiring professionals in their field, right? Like I wanted to change my body. So I hired myself a prep coach who would change my body. I wanted to then change my mindset. So I hired myself a life coach and then I wanted to learn more about nutrition. So I hired a nutrition coach, you know? So if, what you're not going to know everything yourself. You know, if you think that you're just going to be born knowing everything there is to know in the world, like good luck. I got some news for you. You're not. So <laughs> You're in your head. You're dead. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, even, even the Tony Robbins of the world has had coaches. Oh yeah. Coaches and, have coaches. Exactly. So I think that if you really want to get unstuck in your life and if you really want to get out of your head and you really want to change your body and change your mind and love yourself, you need to seek out the people that are going to help you do that. That's huge. Whether it's listening to a podcast like this or whether it's hiring yourself a personal coach, someone who's going to pay that special close attention to you, like that's, that's essential. And that's why you know, I take so much pride in my, in my clients as well, because I'm like, I've been there. Like, I know what you're feeling right now. Like almost every time I get off a coaching call, I'm crying or during the coaching call, I'm crying. I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, I I'm, I'm fine. I just, this is really resonating with me. The advice that I'm giving, because you know, you, you, you've been there, you can feel the struggle and you know what it's like to be stuck in those situations. So I think that for yourself, for anybody, for anybody listening to this, if you are feeling stuck in any aspect of your life, it doesn't have to be just fitness. It can be fitness, nutrition, life, relationship, anything, work. If you feel stuck in a certain area, you need to seek out the resources around you to get unstuck. Perfectly said. And I agree. I wouldn't be where I am without my mentors and coaches and energy practitioners or therapists or like there's different modalities and not one like again, do your research, but also realize that like you might not resonate with the first one. But the second one or third like person that you talk to, you might resonate with more. That was my mistake I made the first time is that I talked to someone and I just felt like she wasn't getting me. I felt like she just was more, I felt more judged and I just felt like I wasn't getting what I was, my point that I was trying to get across and feel better leaving. Then I like gave up on that and I tried something else and that made it. And I was like, wow, there's actually someone I feel understood. So realize that like, sometimes you have to go through some of the bad in order to find the good in there. Yep. Absolutely. hundred percent. 
100%. It's not going to be all rainbows and daisies. No, definitely not. <laughs> Jade, this was so wonderful. It was so nice to talk to you. Um, how can people find out more about you and, you know, what your work that you do? And um, yeah, like, where can they find you? Um, so primarily right now, again, I'm going through a business transition because a year, a year ago, my brick and mortar business that I knew and loved has closed. So I'm transitioning into the virtual world. Um, so with that transition, I am on Instagram. You can find me at Jade Mar underscore fit, right? So that's just my personal page, but you can reach out to me. You can message me, you can talk to me and, uh, I'll be able to answer any and all of your questions and direct you in the best, best, uh, best platform for you. No problem. And all this will be in the description link below on the podcast on SoundCloud and you can find us anywhere. Thank you so much for being a part of this. It was so nice to chat with you. I hope, I know people have got a lot of good nuggets with this and if anything, they don't feel alone. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Amanda. I really appreciate it. All right, guys, I am sending you guys so much love till next time. And as always, the only way to get this podcast out is you. I thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart because it would not be where it is without you guys. If you find any value out of this podcast, please like, share, and rate, and subscribe. It honestly would mean the world to me, and that is how you can give some love to this podcast back. All right. Thank you guys so much, and until next time, keep being amazing and keep being you.